ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Knowledge Gap Podcast. I am your host, Joe Ignis. I have a daily release schedule on YouTube Shorts, one podcast a week on all podcast platforms, and a long-form content on YouTube channel. So if you are someone who wants to develop your leadership skills and have limitless career opportunities when you graduate high school and college, come along the ride with me as I strive to help young people reach their goals in life. Okay, so jumping right in, today we're going to be talking about asking for what you want and why that's a good thing, why people don't do it, and why it's so important. And uh, we're also going to be talking about a trend, a negative self-destructive trend that people do, where you judge things before you think about their application or why. In other words, how to manage your cognitive dissonance um, when you disagree with something, finding the little bits of truth or the reasons why behind, or possibly a deeper picture than just saying, oh, there's nothing to gain from this one thing. I think it's important to look at things. Sometimes you'll look at things and there is nothing to gain from them. Um, but a lot of times if we can get past a certain context or a certain thing that maybe we're not sure about, we can find the silver lining, what to gain from it anyway. Or for, in my favorite example, when you're in a class and you don't like the class, you don't see the value of the class, you could still learn how the teacher's teaching to help learn, teach yourself how to teach others later, for example. Teach, teach, teach. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so for this trend here, we should watch this YouTube video, another Simon Sinek video. I really like Simon Sinek. In this one, um, I think he gives a really good example of asking for what you want. And there's a lot of really negative comments actually about the video that I'll read you a couple of. And I think it's a really interesting thing that everyone seemed to be upset about what he was saying because I think the heart behind what he's saying is really positive. And I think a lot of people misconstrue asking for what they want. And so they'll, they'll go through this cognitive distance. They'll disagree with his story, which in, in my previous video with Steve Harvey again, I, I really tried to preface that video of like, hey, you know, in the whole context of this video, it probably makes sense. And again, I really like Simon Sinek. You know, I'm going to disagree with some of the comments that we're about to read here, but the bigger picture, right? Just like with Steve Harvey, his whole point was to learn how to condition your mind with a reward system to be more successful. Um, and this one, it's all about asking for what you want. And in this case, I will, you know, with Simon's story, it is kind of a rude story. If you think about it, just like sort of, he's going to talk about cutting line and asking for what you want. Um, and, and I think the ideal is brilliant. And and, uh, but I, I kind of get how people are like, hey, like, dude, I'm waiting in line, you know? Um, but it's funny because no one says anything. So like, let's, let's listen to the story. So a friend of mine and I, we went for a run in Central Park. Uh, the Roadrunners organization, uh, on the weekends, they host races. And it's very common at the end of the race, they'll have a sponsor who will give away something, apples or bagels or something. And on the, this particular day, when we got to the end of the run, there were some free bagels and they had picnic table set up, and on one side was a group of volunteers, on the table were boxes of bagels, and on the other side was a long line of runners waiting to get their free bagel. So I said to my friend, let's, let's get a bagel. And he looked at me and said, ah, the line's too long. And I said, free bagel. And he said, I don't want to wait in line. And I was like, free bagel. And he says, nah, let's, it's too long. And that's when I realized that there's two ways to see the world. Some people see the thing that they want, and some people see the thing that prevents them from getting the thing that they want. I could only see the bagels. He could only see the line. And so I walked up to the line. I leaned in between two people, put my hand in the box, and pulled out two bagels. And no one got mad at me, because the rule is you can go after whatever you want. You just cannot deny anyone else to go after whatever they want. 
Now, I had to sacrifice choice. I didn't get to choose which bagel I got. I got whatever I pulled out, but I didn't have to wait in line. So the point is, is you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to do it the way everybody else has done it. You can do it your way. You can break the rules. You just can't get in the way of somebody else getting what they want. Um, what he goes on to say is you can't get in the way of uh, preventing someone else from doing what they love or doing what they want to do. You can't, you can't basically just skip, which is kind of funny because he's actually saying skip the line. <laughs> But he just said you can't break the rules, but no one said anything, which is kind of funny because people didn't ask for what they want in that moment. <laughs> so the whole line didn't ask for what they want, the entire line, right? Because that's a groupthink um, idea, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, which I, which I think is really funny about this principle of asking for what you want, living by that principle in a you know non-selfish way as best you can. But it's so funny because you go in and you read these things. Um, whole point of the video, right, is that some people see the opportunity, other people see what prevents them from reaching their opportunity. So it was a sales thing, you know, um, some people see the sale, some people see all the reasons why someone wouldn't buy, and some people, you know, just go for the bagel, and other people are like, oh, I should never even try going for the bagel. Asked for what you want, he wanted a bagel, he went for the bagel, he asked for the bagel. Um, you know, in this context, kind of, yes, it was kind of a rude move, right? You're just jumping line um, to all these people who are waiting patiently, uh, which, you know, it isn't, isn't the best thing or whatever, but the result, right, that you get the bagel quicker, the going for it, not overthinking it, not worrying what people think, those can be really, really positive things. Obviously, an extreme if you don't care what anybody thinks and you're walking around town naked, that's a bad thing. You should care a little bit. Um, there's points where you don't care, for example, and that's what we're going to talk about when we're asking about what you want. But the, a lot of these were pretty funny. Some people were just like, yeah, really upset for you jumping in front and all this kind of stuff. And if you're really upset, you know, it's like, why didn't you say anything, right? And that's where people regret not asking for what they want. That's a huge reason that you ought to ask for what you want. So let's go dive into asking for what you want and not really giving up on that kind of stuff. <laughs> Why do you need to ask for what you want? Because if you never ask for what you want, you'll never get what you want. You will never get what you want if you never ask. Like nobody's gonna show up in your life and just say, hey, oh, you wanna be a musician? Here, let me give you lessons. Like that is so rare. It sometimes happens with people, but usually it's because you ask, hey, I really would like to be a musician. Will you teach me? Right, you've gotta have the confidence to go up to somebody and ask for what you want. It's not their job to know how you feel. It's not their responsibility to know what you need. And they're not mind readers and they're not gonna know what you want. And so you have to get in this habit and living by this principle of asking for what you want if you wanna make something happen. And I've done this the wrong way before, right? I didn't ask for what I want. And then I would begrudgingly go doing things, you know, for my boss or something that I didn't want to do, for example. And I wasn't explaining, articulating. And then I would just get upset. And what happens if you don't ask for what you want is you regret or you resent. You regret not asking, you start beating yourself up and you're like, dang it, I'm, ah, I shouldn't. And then you don't ask the next time, right? Or you resent someone because they're doing something and you're not communicating with them honestly, effectively, or vulnerably enough to where they don't even realize that they're, you know, maybe upsetting you or doing something or asking you to do something that you really don't want to do. It's because you haven't asked for what you want. And a lot of the reason people don't ask for what they want is because they're really afraid of the rejection, the controversy, the argument that may ensue that is sort of like a natural thing sometimes. If you do want what you want, in this example of like a relationship or or your working relationship or something like that. But most of the time when you ask for what you want, the audacity is impressive to people and they really, really appreciate it, right? So there's all these reasons they could say no, but there's in the, oh, I'm impressed by you asking for what you want, right? So many of you know, I, I sold you know, educational resources door to door for, for six years with a company called Southwestern and it was an incredible experience and I'm really glad I did it. And I remember my, my second year, we were playing a game. We play these games to make things enjoyable, you know, have a reward system, right? Like we were talking about in the previous video. And 
And what's interesting, we'd play this game and it was called Bigger and Better. And if you've seen big videos about how you can, you know, start with a penny end with a house or something like that, it's the exact same game. So we started with a pen. And so you'd grab a pen from where you ate breakfast every morning and every person you talk to throughout the day, you talk about 40, 50 people, you'd say, hey, I'm trading this, you know, for um, something bigger or better. What would you want to trade me for? You know, and they trade you something, get off their hands and everyone would play this game with you. And it's so funny because a lot of people think that, you know, this maybe wouldn't work or it's a waste of time and things like that. But you could actually end up with some pretty cool stuff. I would ask and I would keep asking and I would keep asking and we keep trading and I would trade up to something like a water bottle and I would trade to something like this metal invention someone made and I would train for something cool and then I would get a really nice baseball bat and then I would trade that for a recurve bow, you know? And I'd have this really cool, like high quality recurve bow starting with a pen by just asking for what I wanted 50 times in a row. And it's funny because most people aren't willing to do it because they're afraid of the rejection. And there were a lot of people who were like, oh, I don't want to play. There were a lot. There were more people who didn't want to play than did want to play, but it didn't matter because it was a numbers game. If I just kept going, I would find somebody that wanted to trade with me, who was enjoying it, who liked that idea, who was a part of that culture, right? So sometimes it's not about being, you know, having a great result with every person. It's just finding the right person, you know, that's actually interested in what you're doing, for example, right? Um, and that's where it, you know, it comes into um, just asking what you want. I had a friend who um, got a truck from doing that one summer. I had a friend who got an AR-15 from doing that one summer. So you really never know um, what can happen. But if you have this belief in yourself and asking for what you want, you have this confidence, go do it. Um, good things will happen. They, they always happen to people who know what they want. The world gets out of your way if you know what you want and they will allow you to get it because most people don't know what they want and they're going through life aimlessly, right? They're not leaders. Leaders know what they want and they go after it. So if you don't know what you want, start thinking about what do you want and start thinking about why don't you ask, right? Why would you not ask for what you want? Why would you live in a life where you're not at least attempting and doing your best? Because I mean, hey, if you ask hundred people for what you want, and they all say no, at least you're trying, right? You can feel proud of, I always do my best, right? That's another principle that you can live by and that leaders need to develop in themselves. What's your standard, right? My standard is I always do my best, right? I always want to be striving to do my best. Do I always do my best? No, I fall short, but I'm striving to do my best. And I'm not hard on myself. I'm always encouraging myself to try to get closer and closer and catch myself when I'm not doing my best. And that's how you get really good results. That's how you can ask for what you want. That's how you can not judge things. You can control your cognitive dissonance, these you know pushbacks on different things that are maybe challenging you, which I hope a lot of this is challenging you to you know, try to do better, right? So um, when you're asking what you want. We want to we want to overcome this fear of rejection. So we understand why it's better. We'll get what we need. We'll get what we want. And how to do it? You've got to develop your communication skills, your confidence. I really encourage you to develop sales skills. Um, if you can learn how to sell, selling is really helping. If you can sell what people want, that's what you want, right? You're trying to help them reach their needs, right? So if you can ask for what you want in a way that helps others as well, like people will be really on board for that. So I really encourage you to read a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. That is all about how to ask for what you want in a really nice way where people are receptive and excited about what you're asking for. So that's a cool thing. A lot of times in sales, they'll give you lots of money too. So fear of rejection, right? Let's, let's tackle this really quick. Let's think about it. So everybody goes through this. So you are not going to skip this step. You're never going to just not be afraid to be rejected. At some point in your life, you were, and you've either overcome it or you're still afraid of it. And so the fear of rejection is this idea that, oh my gosh, if I, if I mess this up, I, it's, it's going to live, it's going to haunt me, right? That's where it goes. The worst case scenario, the 0.0001% chance that the worst thing will happen and somebody will tell you no, and they'll judge you or whatever. So, you know, first, off, I mean, you probably don't need to care about everyone's opinions, again, about your life. Like, it doesn't matter what most people think about you, right? Again, there's an extreme there, too. What you want to realize is that, like, who cares? If somebody, if you ask for what you want, um, and someone says no, and nothing changed. You're still alive. You're still doing what you were doing. It doesn't matter. Um, one time, I was in San Diego for this trip, and um, this key wasn't working, and, like, on this keyboard, I was trying to print something, you know, this really, really nice hotel, and the key, it just, it wouldn't print, because the keyboard was malfunctioned. It was broken. My buddy Jacob was there, and um, we were laughing because it wasn't working. 
work and I say, the, the lobby uh, manager was there and I said, hey, you know, this isn't working. I can't print my stuff. I really like ice cream and I wanted some ice cream. And so I just asked her, I said, hey, you know, since this isn't working, do you mind if I just get a free ice cream just like to make it up to me? And she said, yes. And I was like, cool, can I get one for my, for my friend too? And she said, yes. And so we got a couple free ice creams um, just because we asked, just because it's like, oh, well, here's a reason. They obviously wanted to keep us happy. So we'll keep coming back to the hotel. So I just asked, I said, can we have free ice cream? And they said, yes. And it's funny if you do that at a bunch of places, people give free stuff. <laughs> Cause they, they're like, just, uh, oh sure, you could have it. Like no big deal at all, you know, which is a funny thing. I had a uh, mentor, uh, his name, Dave Brown. He's a really cool consultant at uh, this company called Southwestern Consulting. And he can help you increase your sales, things like that. That's what that company does in a lot of ways. And um, he told stories, done some keynotes. And he just talked about in high school, how, you know, he'd have a principal come around and ask in the high senior class what everyone wants and came to him and he wasn't really sure career wise. And so he said, I, I really want your watch. And it's like a 10 or $30,000 watch or something. And the principal said, okay, you can have it. You know, um, when you graduate, you can have it. And everyone was like having this running joke for like nine months of like, are you going to get that watch? And, you know, he goes across the graduation stage and shakes hands and, you know, and he's walking off and the principal said, Hey, wait a second. Gives him the $30,000 watch or $10,000 watch, right? Just for asking what he wants. And he, he taught him that lesson. And if you ask for what you want, you know, again, the world's going to get out of your way. You, you will get what you want. Um, and again, I don't think you ought to do it for just selfish reasons or anything like that. The reason you ask for what you want is to, again, for a higher purpose, a higher mission to serve others, but you've got to get that habit now of doing it while you're young. So when you're older and it's, there's a lot more pressure and there's a lot more fear, you know, you're trying to do a million dollar business deal. You're trying to, you know, save someone's life, whatever it is, right. That you end up doing on whatever career. And there's, there's more pressure and more nerves. You want to not have the fear to ask for what you want. You want to be able to ask for that raise. You want to be able to ask for the sale. You want to be able to ask to be hired. That is a big mistake people don't do. They don't ask to be hired. Hey, like, is there any reason you wouldn't hire me? Having the confidence to ask the question, not being afraid of the end result. If they don't hire you, it doesn't matter. I remember in college, I went and interviewed like 18 different student leadership positions. You know, uh, the first like 10, I was such a bad interviewer that I got rejected at all 10. But then I got like three or four that I was really, really into. And I was really thankful that I went through those 10 other interviews because um, then I learned what not to do, which sometimes is, is the way to do it. And I think the wiser way would have been to ask someone to mentor me. <laughs> but I was pretty headstrong at that point. And it was just kind of going for it. So again, think about rejection. No one cares. They're not going to remember it. You know, it's not the worst case scenario. The only bad thing happens is they say no and you keep asking or you keep moving on and with your day and it, it doesn't change anything. And in fact, I love this because everyone does go through it. So we're going to watch a quick uh, Mr. Beast video. I love Mr. Beast watching his stuff, but uh, let's, let's watch this really quick on how he's literally gone through the exact same thing. No, it, it is because it's like, it's hard because I know like 99.99% of people listening don't really know my past and stuff like that. So they wouldn't be able to imagine it, but it's like, I mean, yeah, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I'm grinding YouTube every day, not getting anywhere. 17, 18, things start happening. 19, 20, I blow up. But it's like, I mean, there's so many times where I went to bed and I was just like, am I just wasting all my time? You know, you know, I, I love that video because it's true. If you go back and, and look at Mr. Beast, it's just like he was just trying his best. He really wanted to, he likes helping people. And so he would go and he would just grind on YouTube. He would put in lots of work. And, and it sounds like for the first five years, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, it took him five years to get any traction, right? And he just didn't give up. And now he is probably the most successful or is the most successful YouTube um, channel, you know, on the planet. And it, it's a really interesting thing. And all of that failure taught him all the things to not do and what to do. And so now it's just muscle memory for him, you know, to go and make really, really successful 100 million view videos, right? So going through that failure actually develops you into a better person, a more successful person, a better leader, someone who can relate with others better. Because um, once you've gone and messed up, you kind of just stop making fun of people because you start realizing that like, hey, maybe they're just in that process where you suck, right? And you probably didn't want to get made fun of when you were not good at something, right? So you, you stop doing that. You, 
become a more well-rounded, mature person, a better leader, better influencer, you know, as leadership is influence, you just become a more caring person when you're going through that failure. So I think that's an important perspective to have when you're doing this kind of stuff. All in all, guys, just like ask for what you want. Like, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. You'll meet some incredible people that way. You'll have some incredible stories. In fact, I'll leave you with this last story. When I was selling one summer, it was like summer four or five for me. There was this really cool business owner that I could never catch at his house. And at one time he was home and um, his uh, wife, girlfriend at the time, you know, he had high school students. And uh, so we had some ACT stuff that, you know, would have been great. And they were interested in it like his wife was, but she's like, he makes the decision on this stuff. But he's bulldozing right now. I was like, oh, cool. And I've tried to catch him like three or four times. I said, well, well, can I just like go down there and like talk to him? And she said, sure. <laughs> and so I drive my, I, I jog down this hill to this guy's doing a bulldozer construction thing at his property. You know, he's got this big, you know, 10 ton bulldozer and I'm waving him down and I've got my, my sales materials with me. And uh, he comes over and he stops and he doesn't even turn the thing off, right? He comes out, he's like, what, who are you? What are you doing? And I'm explaining what I'm doing, you know, helping with the ACT and stuff and mentioned how his wife wanted to look at it. And uh, I basically just sold him with a smile, very politely asked like, hey, listen, I, I you're so hard to catch. If, you know, I go show this to your wife and daughter and they're really into it, could you meet me up there in 10 minutes to see what their decision is? If they like it, great. If not, that's cool. Would that be fair? And he said, yes. And so I just asked for what I wanted, went up there, got him really excited about our ACT scholarship prep thing that we were selling. And uh, then he comes up 10 minutes later and the wife and the daughter are really excited and like, yeah, we really need this. And he takes three minutes to look at it. And then he hands me 500 bucks, you know? And so again, asking for what you want. It's a really an interesting experience. And especially if you're doing it for the value of others or helping people, um, it can get you into a lot of great places. Um, if you like this video, go ahead and like and subscribe. If you enjoy the content, please comment below with questions. I can go into a lot of different things that you want to learn about. I would love to add some value to your life in leadership. I'm all about helping you um, develop different leadership skills to help you have limitless career opportunities um, when you graduate. So you can do whatever you want, whether that's a become an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, start your own business, be an entrepreneur, whatever it is. I would like to help you develop the leadership because leadership is going to be valuable. Not valuable. Leadership and communication skills are valuable no matter where you go. And that's what we're about here. If you are going to buy the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People or any of the other books that I recommend, um, please order them through the links in the description on this video. I do get a kickback and a commission that helps me pay for my YouTube channel and help me grow this business. Check out my fitness company. If you're somebody who is into fitness, wants to get to the next level, wants to do competition shows, or is just really busy, doesn't know what they're doing. If you're anywhere on that spectrum, we can help you. Go to getstarted.elevatewellness.fit. That link's in the description as well if you would just like a free consultation to learn some more. So, okay, coming at you next week. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.